All right, our first speaker today, she, she may be small in stature, but I've heard her life story. It's a powerful story. She's nervous, so let's help fix that nervousness. And let's welcome Miss Trina Sterling to the stage. Come on, Trina. There you go. Hi, guys. Um, nervous doesn't even start to cover it. Um, when Clint asked me to speak today, my heart instantly sank into my stomach. Um, I could have written a novel about the way God has worked in my life, um, but I'm terrified to be up here. So forgive me. <laughs> yeah. So forgive me if I talk fast or cry because I'll probably do both. Um, I met God when I was five. My grandmother gave me a book of Bible stories with a cassette tape. And it read the Bible stories to me over and over again. I didn't realize it then, but the time I spent with that book was changing my life. Um, I am a crier already, so um, my childhood was far from easy, often scary. Um, I would have bad dreams, and my grandmother taught me to pray and call on God in those moments, and he always comforted me. I didn't grow up in church. I spent my youth not listening to anyone, uh, not even God. Um, but he was still there for me every time I called. Even when no one else was. Um, in hindsight, I can see how God was working in my life even then. Fast forward to two children, a failed marriage, no career. I finally realized that I was messing everything up. And I couldn't fix it on my own. For the first time, I really went looking for God. Uh, I started reading my Bible. I was taking my kids to church, and I felt him working in my life. I met my husband. I got my real estate license. We had Savannah. We went to church every week, and our blended family of seven was really happy. Uh, we made the decision to move from California to Georgia early in the pandemic, and mid-move, things got really, really hard. Uh, we found out Peter no longer had a job in Georgia. We weren't gonna be able to buy the house that we were moving here for. Uh, we were moving with my mother-in-law and my oldest daughter had decided to stay in California with her father. I was devastated, absolutely devastated. Um, I poured my heart out to God like I never had. I didn't understand what he had done wrong. I begged God for my daughter to change her mind and she didn't. Um, it's hard to see when God has a bigger plan or how he can turn loss into something so beautiful. Sorry. Um, but during that pain, I heard God very clearly. He put something on my heart that was there all along, but I wasn't listening to. He told me that this would make room in my heart for more children. I, it, that didn't seem fair. I didn't want more room, but knowing God had a plan brought me the peace that I desperately needed. Philippians 2.13 says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire and power to do what pleases him. 
And he was doing exactly that. Peter and I knew we wanted to adopt someday, but we were in no position to do it. Peter and I, uh, Peter had just finally found work, and we were still living with my family, or with his family, but I leaned in really hard to what God was saying. I knew that if we were going to get through with this, that it was going to take his help. So I prayed a lot, and God showed up again. Uh, Peter got a better job. We bought the house that now felt too empty and needed a lot of work. Uh, one by one, our family started going to church with us. I joined a small group and then another one. I dug deeper into the word than I ever had. I started volunteering at church, in the nursery, and anywhere I could be of use. I wasn't just working for God, but he was working with me and on me. Romans 8.28 says, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The whole time, I was asking God what my purpose was. I wasn't content, and something was still missing. Have you ever gotten a call from your boss on your day off, and you don't want to answer the phone call because you know he's going to call you into work? <laughs> I think a lot of us do that when God calls. We check the caller ID, send in voicemail, and I had been doing that. So Peter and I got a call sitting right here in church a few months ago, but this time we answered. God said, stop waiting and get to work. That day, we started our journey to be foster parents. Our house was a remodeled nightmare. It had to pass a home study. There was construction in every room. We had foster classes more paperwork than you could possibly imagine. There was no time and not nearly enough money. Uh, you can see this, this was the main living space of our house for months. <laughs> Psalms 119.35 says, make me walk along your path of commands for that is where my happiness is found. Peter and I are just beginning to see the blessings that God has in store for us on this road. We didn't know it. one of those blessings would be a young man sitting on the other side of church that day. He was looking for a family that we are now becoming. The joy that I found in knowing that I am on the path that God has laid out is incredible. He's been laying it out all along, and I just didn't see it. So I'd like to encourage all of you today, when, when things get hard, don't be afraid to call on him. He's, he's going to show up. And, and when he does call, don't be afraid to do the work because those blessings that he gives are amazing. Great job. Great job. All right, you ready? We got number two now. You can't treat her better than you treat the second one, all right? All right, so let's cue his music. There we go. All right, this gentleman I met about three years ago, and I've watched his life change. 
He's going to be nervous as all get out. I know it. Um, he has got a wonderful family full of redheads, and we love him dearly. Let's welcome Mr. Jamie Hendricks. Come on, Jamie. All right, I'll be close. You pass out, we'll pick you up. I'm just as nervous as all of y'all are to see me up here. Uh, I, when, when Clint asked me to do this, I was driving down the road and he said, please don't wreck. And I'm still here and I made a, I didn't write anything down. I should have. Uh, I grew up right here in Sylvania. Uh, my first verse is, Philippians 4.13, uh, I had that on my chest when I played T-ball, and I can remember that through my whole life. I ain't really had the best home life growing up, and I ain't no crier, but <laughs> I am today, I guess. Uh, my daddy passed away when I was 12, so I didn't really have a real big when my daddy passed away, I, I had my stepdaddy, but I kind of shunned him away. And uh, two years later, the lady that I was closest to, my grandma, she passed away. And after that, I just turned rebellious, and I didn't care to listen. Uh, I found myself homeless when I was 15. Uh-oh. I didn't think it was going to go like this. <laughs> um, I met my wife when we was in high school. Uh, it definitely hasn't been easy for me or her. Uh, I found myself addicted to drugs. Uh, I got arrested three times when I was 18, all in the same year. One of those times, Bailey was with me, and I can regret that. Uh, but even though we, I was still bad and trying to find hope, and she stuck with me through it all. Uh, me and her, when I got out of jail and trouble, and we bounced around from house to house, and then we found out Bailey was pregnant, and uh, I really made the life decision then to settle down. Um, I went out of town working in Virginia, and God brought me back home, and he said, that's not where you need to be. You need to be here with Bailey. Um, we've battled, like I said, we've battled very hard times in our relationship, even our marriage. Um, we've, we've stuck it out, and God's helped us get through it. Uh, I'm still not a perfect man, but you should have seen me 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, we got invited to church here by some of our friends watching online. Um, and not too long after that, my mom passed away. And, uh, I went through another rough patch. I turned to God even more then. And we kept on, kept on coming back. Kept on coming back to believers. And we became a family here. And uh, that brings me to my second verse of Luke 15, 24. And, uh, says, for this my son of mine was dead, and now he has returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party began. 
Amen. Hey, we have started it. Uh, I started serving here at Believers, and uh, God actually pulled me away from my job for a whole week to travel all the way down to Middle America with yeah. Clinton, a great group of guys, and it really, really, really changed my whole aspect on life. And if anybody's interested, it's definitely life-changing, definitely. And uh, I don't really, kind of went too fast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the only thing I can encourage y'all to do is just keep on turning towards God. Don't turn your back on him. And even if you do, he's still there to help you. Amen. 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 All right, y'all getting the theme yet? God's weaving it. I'm telling you, God's just, he does it every year, and it's always amazing. Um, all right, you ready for our next one? All right, let's kill our music, get our music going. There we go. Our next one serves on the, on not only as a greeter, but she serves as a vocalist on our praise team. Um, she's quiet. I talked to her on the phone when I asked her to do this, and I think she gave me a dirty look on the phone. I'm not sure. But if you would welcome to the stage, Miss Elnora Ward. All right. You forgive me? Good morning. I kind of struggle with this, so y'all bear with me. Um, if I had to get just a, a title, I would, I would say my title would be A Season of Grief. I, I am the grandmother of eight grandchildren. The oldest is 16 and the youngest is nine months. Out of the eight, three has passed away. Six years ago, our oldest granddaughter, Brianna, died at the age of seven of a hemorrhage lung at birth. Brianna was born with cerebral palsy. It is a condition when you have uncontrollable movement, poor muscle tone, stiffness in the limbs and joints. She was dependent on her mom around the clock for everything. She never had the ability to crawl, walk, roll over, talk, or feed herself. I've often wondered, with all these things going on with her, what was she thinking about? And I've wondered if she could speak, what would she sound like? Would she call me grandma or would she call me nana? All her life, she was on a ventilator. She had a trach in her neck to allow the air to fill, to fill the lungs and she was on a feeding tube. Brianna had gone through several major surgeries. She fought a long and hard battle for seven years. After all she'd gone through, in spite of her disabilities, 
I would never forget her smile. On the day that Brianna left us, our daughter had taken the other kids into the waiting room because she didn't want them to watch the doctors and the nurses remove and unplug every cord, ventilator, oxygen from her body. My daughter and husband couldn't bear the hurt to watch, so I made the choice to stay. It was hard. It tore me apart. It was so over, I was so overwhelming with tears. I stayed as long as I could, as long as my emotions would let me. She was given a sedative to keep her calm. Brianna passed in her sleep. March 28, 2017. When I would close my eyes at night, all I could see was her face. I began to feel some guilt. Did we do everything that we could for her? For those days, I felt sadness. My heart hurt. I felt alone, numbness. Philippians 4.13 reads, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Seven months ago, December 2022, there was a misdiagnosis the doctors had told our daughter that the ultrasound was showing that she was having another girl. What was so shocking, on May 6, 2023, death hit again. Our daughter gave birth to twin boys, CJ and Corey. They were both born premature. On the left, CJ lived for 30 minutes, and Corey had no heartbeat or response. I stood in the room watching these two precious souls. I couldn't believe that it was happening again. Three grandbabies gone. All the time I stood there and looked at those babies, I couldn't cry, not even shed a tear. I was numb in disbelief. Hurt again. I was more concerned about my daughter her state of mind, making sure that she was okay. Psalms 34, 18 reads, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Brianna, CJ, and Corey, they are in safe arms of the Lord. With each death of a loved one is different. I've experienced the death of both parents and grandparents, but with a child, it just seems more intense. I know going through this season of grief is only temporarily, and I haven't lost my ability to give God some praise. Lift my hands, sing to him a new song, build my faith, build a relationship with him, I thank God for all the things that he has brought me through. On last year, my husband and I were in a three-car accident. Thank God for his arms of protection around us. I thank him for keeping us safe. I owe him a praise.
And I leave with you a word of encouragement. Whatever you go through in your season, don't let nothing cripple your faith or praise. I'm not there yet. And yes, it's still a challenge. The hurt is still there. And I'm going to keep looking to God for strength. And with his help, I know I will be okay. I thank my family, my church family, for the love and prayers and support. Keep us in your prayers. Thank you for listening to my story. I didn't warn you on purpose because it's real. And I asked her to be real, and I don't know if you can get much more real than that. Because I, I tell people all the time before we go on to our final two, I think you need to understand the power that your story has, the good, the bad, and, yes, sometimes the ugly. Because there's a lot of people that have been right where they've been, and God's bringing them through. God protected them in in the accident, I saw pictures of the car, and that's why I called her and said, I just need you to tell your story. And so, Eleanor, thank you. That was, that was awesome. I, you, you may never know the lives that, that that story will touch, as with all of our speakers today. Amen? Amen. All right. Our, sec, our fourth one um, also, I think, gave me dirty looks when I called her. Um, even though she does, if you, don't want, if you want to look her up on Instagram, once I give your name, I encourage you to do so. Because she gives me lots of great skincare tips. <laughs> so, I always start the music, and if you would, 